Alright, welcome back, people of the internets. This is Kent and Chris for Kent at Your Own Risk 25 Part 3, The Great Stephen King Marathon, where we will now be doing our best of lists. Uh, we're skipping out on the worst ones because we have already been talking for over four hours. So, uh, In Part 1, we talked about his filmography from 1970s through the 1990. Uh, part 2, we hit 1991 through the present day. And we are now into our best lists. So, Kent, lead it away. There's a couple things you wanted to hit up that I didn't bother touching. All right. I'll, and I'll make this quick. So, because there was a lot of situations with technology that we didn't necessarily get everything going here. Uh, I did a list of my five best child actors. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge them. So, number one. Or no, number five will go with uh, Andrew Robb, who played the child version of Duddits in Dreamcatcher. Um, especially like that scene where uh, what's his face uh, sings to him and stuff. Like I just really, I don't know. Everything about that was just, I don't know. Whatever, liked it. Um, number four, I had I don't know how to pronounce her name, Jette or Jeet. Lawrence, who played Ellie in the new version of Pet Cemetery, I thought she was a huge step up from the original Ellie, uh, and also given more material to work with. Uh, number three, I had Finn Wolfhard, um, who played Richie in It and It Chapter Two. Number two, Drew Barrymore as Charlie in Firestarter. In number one, I had Kylie Curran, who played Abra in Doctor Sleep. I don't know, number one and two, I felt, were kind of interchangeable. I don't know, I, I think Abra just maybe had more to work with, so I thought her performance stood out more. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I did a 15 best guilty pleasures but quite frankly when we were discussing everything I just kind of threw them in as we went along the I'm just looking just to see if there was anything I really missed and I don't know if I'm no I definitely mentioned Trash Can Man um I really think I hit everybody that I was supposed oh I didn't hit up uh, Heather Graham who played Rita Blakemore in the Stand the new version of the stand. As much as I didn't like that, I thought she did a really good job. And yeah, I hit up every. I hit fourteen out of fifteen. That's pretty good for me. Alrighty. Um, I guess we'll hit the five best book adaptations first. Oh, I'm excited. All right. Um, I guess I'll start it off. Uh, my number five would be Salem's Lot. My number four would be Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Although that's kind of cheating because it's like only three quarters of the, the show were from Nightmares and Dreamscapes, but whatever. Uh, my number three would be 112263. My number two would be The Shawshank Redemption. And my number one would be Green Mile. Wow. So actually, we had two of the three are the same. Um, so, I had number five, even though you just tried talking me out of it, uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I gotcha. <laughs> number four, I had It, which I never finished, 
but whatever. Uh, number three, I had Green Mile, which I once again didn't finish. Uh, number two, The Stand. Um, and then number one, I had Firestarter. And I know that you probably expected me to have Stand number one, but if we're talking about adaptations, I thought Firestarter, the book, was closer to the film. Like, I thought the film and the book were closer than the miniseries The Stand and, and the book. So that's No, I why. agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Uh, moving on from best adaptations, we go into worst adaptations, where I have number five, The Mangler. <laughs> number four is Graveyard Shift. Number three is The Lawnmower Man. Number two is The Running Man. And my number one is The Dark Tower. All right. Now, we actually agree on one of those four, five. All right. So number five, I have The Dark Tower. Number four, <laughs> Dark Tower. Number three, <laughs> Dark Tower. Number two, Dark Tower. And number one, Dark Tower. Yeah, I didn't I, even want to put Tommy Knockers on there. Fuck that. I, you know, if I had a six, Tommy Knockers would have been up there. I I love the Dark Tower series, and I don't know. It's just I'm really disappointed that like that movie killed any interest in anything going further with it. You can't do that in such a small film. That that's a TV series or a film franchise. Like you just can't fit. You can't do it justice without more time. Plain yeah. simple. Uh, the the whole idea, I guess, is that. You know, it's it's like the multiverse with Marvel or DC, um, and that there's like many versions of this shit going on. So, so the idea was that this is a different version of the same characters going through. So it's it's not even like following the story. It's kind of like doing its own thing. But I'm so like, it wasn't like an origin story. Like it wasn't like they from were beginning to end. It was like they were doing an alternate origin story instead of doing the original story. Which is what people wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Good job, guys. So our next hit is five best acting performances in a film, omitting Stand By Me, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, and Hearts in Atlantis. Correct. All right. Um, so my number five was Rob Lowe as Ben Mears in the Salem Slot remake. Okay. Uh, my number four was Sissy Spacek in Carrie. Although nice. I would probably put her up as I forgot what her name was, but um her character from uh Castle Rock too. She really oh, she yeah. really she really nailed it in that. Uh my number three and this the number two and number three are probably interchangeable for me, but I had Kathy Bates both for Dolores Claiborne and Annie Wilkes. Mm-hmm. My number two, I had John Turturro as John Shooter. And my number one, this one's just close to my heart. I had Tim Curry as Pennywise. Okay. Um, wow, you didn't have Jack anywhere. I'm... All right. Um, so I definitely did a top five, except I did a top ten with an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> it's the only time I really broke my rules. So you're not surprised. I know, right, you my... about it. Honorable mention was Thomas Jane just because he's done so many of them. And I kind of wanted to put Henry Thomas there, too. Um, number 10, I had uh, Bill Fa- Fager. 
Beck mm-hmm. and Brad William Henke, who both played Tom Cullen in their respective stand franchises. Um, number nine, I had Owen Teague, who played Harold Louder in the new stand, and he was also one of uh, Henry Bauer's cronies in uh, It, uh, which I didn't even know until I was just kind of checking through things. Uh Number eight, Comfiore as Andre Linoge in Storm of the Century. Number seven, Max von Sydow as Leland Gaunt in Needful Things. Number six, uh, Christopher Walken as the character as Johnny Smith in Dead Zone. Number five, and now we're going to get into a little redundant territory, uh, John Turturro as John Shooter. Number four, Sissy Spacek, Carrie. Number three, Tim Curry, Pennywise. Number two, Jack Nicholson is Jack Torrance, and number one, I had Kathy Bates. Yeah, yeah. like I, I feel like any of those top th- three to five were all kind of practically interchangeable. Quite frankly. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and now that I'm going through the list, like other people I would have thought of that I would have been like, oh yeah, I could have definitely seen them on there. Yeah. So, all right, our next top list was scariest scenes. We did five, but since Kent broke the rules, I'm going to break the rules, too, and I did six. Nice. All right, so I had two scenes from 11-22-63. So when he goes into the past to to stop the janitor's father from killing his mom, uh, you know, he before he does that, he actually, you know, meets and interacts with the dad a couple times. Um, And the guy invites him to go out with him, and they take him to this meatpacking plant. Yeah, um, the amount of tension they just build up in that scene is like a really good example of like how to do tension in a scene. Is it like comparable to like Training Day? When yeah, they yeah. Have, yeah. Tra- okay. Training Training Day. Like, have you ever had your shit pushed in? <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, and then there's a scene later on when he's fallen in love with this woman, and they've been like living together, and then you find out later that she's hiding from her her husband you know back in the 60s before you know divorce was like hey you you just need a divorce you can get one kind of shit so the husband finds them and like he's there's a point where he's he's like got them sit sat down at a table and i think he's got a gun and he's like here's a glass of water and here's a glass of beach bleach you know one of you guys are going to drink either both of you guys are going to drink one of you you know you guys get to choose which is you know who drinks which yeah that's another scene where they did a really good job with the tension yeah okay um my my next one after that would be just the whole segment of creep show 2 about the raft (laughs) okay uh the one after that is where my insect phobia comes into play and the roaches in creep show 1 okay yeah (laughs) um the one that I added in, uh, which I had forgotten about until we were talking about it, was the uh, the assbuster scene in the toilet from Dreamcatcher. <laughs> that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's another one where they really do a good job of of building up the tension, you know, between like what's going on in the bathroom and what's going on outside in the uh, uh, the main room in the cabin. You know, just like that might have been my favorite scene from that movie, even though there was a lot of good shit to work with. Yeah. Um, my number two is Georgie's boat in it. Like, oh, that's that, what it was. that sets okay. the the scene for um, you know, how fucking graphic this fucking remake is gonna be. Mm. And I'm like, 
they did a good fucking job because that's fucking creepy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and my number one scene is the hobbling scene from from Misery. Okay. Uh, we have two that are the same. Uh, so I did. I have two honorable mentions, or maybe three. I guess whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my honorable mentions is both the scenes with Carrie and. Charlie and Firestar, both when they like unleash their powers and go ape shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other one of my honorable mention, I don't know if it's not really scary, but it's just so fucked. The, the car scene in the mist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I had to include it somewhere. All right. So, number five, the painting in it. I, I don't know. That scene just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Number four, Zelda in the original Pet Cemetery. She was so fucking creepy, man. Just <laughs> creepy. Uh, number three, Georgie. As you said, I mean, they nailed it. Yeah. Uh, number two, which normally would be my number one, but my number one's my number one. Uh, number two was Hobbling. And the only reason number one is... is the frickin' hedge maze in The Shining because that's the like I've said, it's the thing that gave me nightmares as a kid so it has to go on the list yeah, that's all alright our next list was our five favorite films from the childhood, our childhood mm-hmm. uh, alright my, my you know, this is like shaped by, you know, the fact that I didn't see a ton of them when I was a child, but um uh, number five was Children of the Corn. Okay. Number four was Tales from the Dark Side. Ooh. Number three for me was Sometimes They Come Back. Number two was Silver Bullet. And number one was Stand By Me. Okay. Wow, we only have one t- that's the same. I, I see I'm liking these lists. They're, there's so much to work uh, with. Yeah, I like when we have differences yeah. on our list instead of just like oh what are the right. top five best you know some <laughs> right um so like for me uh number five i didn't have any honorable mentions believe it or not um uh was it um number four children of the corn uh three pet cemetery two the stand and number one of course was christine because i just watched it too much yeah i got you yeah, see, like, I didn't put the stand on because I th- I want to say I think I was, like, 14 or 15 when it came out. So I didn't necessarily, you know, like... Yeah, if I omit that, then... I mean, I really should probably omit that and just put Creepshow 2 on the list. So there's my alternate universe list. Just Gotcha. To- yeah. All right, so our next list was Best Antagonists. Um, so my number five was Cujo. Oh, okay. Just, I mean, he's really nothing major to him, but like I said, like we we talked about when we talked, like he, individually, he might be one of the most prevalent, you know, like Stephen King influences on pop culture. Right. Yeah. My number four was Isaac. Nice. I mean, especially too, because like I didn't realize, like the dude is pretty fucking small, isn't he? John Franklin, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that's creepy in and of itself. But then, <laughs> and that voice yeah. of his, man. Yeah. 
Um, number three for me is Kurt Barlow, and it's probably a mix between you know the original like Maximilian Shrek Nosferatu looking version, and then the fact that they got like Rucker Howard to play him in the remake. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Jack Torrance. Okay. And then my number one is kind of cheating because he's been like, but Randall Flagg, The Man in Black, Andre Linoche, <laughs> He Who Walks Behind the Rose, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, you know, I I was, wasn't... Sh- All right, so this was curious for me, and I was kind of curious what your list was, and I deleted as much as possible before reading anything. I was like, <laughs> what does Chris see as an antagonist versus what do I see? So, like, I didn't include Jack Torrance as an antagonist because I'm not... I don't know. I view him... Like, his characters... I don't know. Whatever. He's a horror icon. That's fine. That's fine. So, alright, I did a top ten list. But, um, honorable mention, even though I'm breaking my own rule, uh, I just had to include include ace from stand by me i had to yeah okay okay you cheated so yeah number 10 miss Carm carmody from the mist uh <laughs> number nine the goblin truck from maximum overdrive <laughs> <laughs> yeah see this is why i had to expand the list <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, I had both Malachi and Isaac because you kind of pick your poison. They're both yeah, pretty yeah. fucking. Um, interestingly enough, so number seven, I took Straker instead of Barlow because I found Straker to be creepier than Barlow. Uh, so, yeah. Um, number six, John Rainbird. And I'm mostly for the book version, but George C. Scott did a really good job with it, too. Um, number five, John Shooter, I thought was great. Uh, number four, Pennywise. And then now my top three kind of looks like shit because they're all the same entity because I got Leland Gaunt, Andre Linoge, and Randall Flagg. I see. I see how it is. So, yeah. So I really only technically had a top eight. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess that's not as much cheating. Right. I still include Stand By Me, though. <laughs> So, anyway, five best protagonists. All right. So, my list for this was uh, Danny Torrance, Duddits, uh, Alan Pangborn, and that's from, you know, all of the different fucking versions of him that we've gotten. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, Ted Brodigan from Hearts and Atlantis. Okay, yeah. And then Paul Edgecombe from Green Mile. Okay. Um, yeah, that's good. So, I did two honorable mentions, but I didn't expand my list beyond that. Um, honorable mention one was John Coffey. Yep, I think he would have been an honorable mention for me if I hadn't cheated. Or if I had cheated, I should say. And, I mean, I feel, I'd feel i feel remiss if I didn't say Bill Robinson from Maximum Overdrive, Emilio <laughs> Estevez. <laughs> um, number five, I think was your number five, too. I had Danny Torrance and Abra. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I can um, see that, Amy. I'm not gonna... um, number four, I had Johnny Smith from Dead Zone. Um, 
number three, I think, was the same as you, Sheriff Alan Pangborn. Uh, number two, I did it. And number one, Tom M O O N spells Cullen. Yeah. Uh, so we had a lot of similarities on that one. Yeah, I, for some reason, I was remembering um, what's his name, Tom Hanks' character, as being another version of Tom Cullen, but I guess <laughs> I was, I guess I was wrong. So, uh, all right. Then the last one we had was best miniseries. Um, yes. I only did three for this because there were a lot that I didn't like and are a lot that I haven't seen. Um, so mine was the original stand from '94, it, and then eleven twenty two sixty three. Uh, did you forget the Langoliers? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> I did not leave. <laughs> All right, so I did uh, number five, uh, The Shining remake uh number four salem's lot which you know miniseries uh the original one because i haven't seen the remake uh number three it number two the stand 1994 and my number one is storm of the century okay yeah that's that's cool um i'm definitely be looking forward to seeing that one eventually somehow yeah i'm gonna have to look on amazon because i don't think it's available digitally unless it's on like uh, one I, I think I, I think I found like um you know they have a copy on like uh YouTube you know and the lower, oh, okay yeah okay cool so, right, so that basically finishes up our Stephen King stuff yeah this I really I'm happy that we did this even though like I'm way up past my bedtime I'm ex- I don't know, I've been looking forward to this podcast for so fucking long that I'm still happy. And then I know that our next podcast will not be will be a fraction of the length unless we go crazy with something else. But yeah, I don't we'll think we'll do so. the Evil Within probably. I don't know. If Hopefully, we'll get to it soon. I mean, this this one had a, a bunch of real life stuff kicking our yeah. ass in between. Um, yeah. So, um, hey, what have you? Uh, what have you been? Have you watched any horror recently that came out? Like I, I haven't had a chance to talk to. Like I haven't really seen anything new. But what about okay. you? All right. So, let me pull up. Like, did you see Antlers? I was having high hopes for that, <laughs> and then I heard a lot of uh, kind of negative reviews after it came out. It looked so cheesy, but yeah, I still <clears throat> I wanted to see it, but because that's from A24 Studios, right? Yeah, and it's another Guillermo developed one. I don't think he actually yeah. directed it. Um, no, I, I didn't, but I I've, I've had conversations about it. I just haven't gotten around to, like there was quite a few that I like, you know, sometimes there's like YouTube videos showing like a bunch of uh, yeah. trailers yeah. and I hadn't seen any of them. I'm looking uh I did see relatively recently uh Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island. Was any good? Uh, no, I wouldn't say good. Like I, I think we both watched *Malignant*. I don't. Know, did we talk about that one last? No, we haven't talked about it. Yeah, I don't think and that was okay. Really so, good. So, what did you think? I, I like the more I, like I liked it as I watched it, and then the more time as time passed, the more I liked it. Like I appreciated it more and more. I um, have to throw out mad fucking props for the fucking stunt person for oh God, Annabelle yeah. Wallace. Cause whoever did that and was doing all the backwards movements. 
holy shit, that looked just <laughs> fucking painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, that was really impressive. Um, you know, the only thing that was weird for me was now that I've Yeah, like seen, you said, watched those three movies right in a row. Yeah, it's it, it just really kind of th- throws open, like, how far back does this whole ideology go? Um, I'm sure Dark Half, there was something before that. I just, I don't know of it yet, but I'm sure it exists, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I can't imagine Stephen King's the first one that thought of that idea. Um, All right, so I really have to ask, what did you think of the the Candyman remake? Okay. Um, At first, I was... It's slow. It starts slow. Um, I mean, it's slow for a reason, and at times it gets a little too... I don't know. I don't want to say racially preachy, but... At times, you know, I could see where white people especially would be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But as it progresses, it all kind of starts coming together, coming together, coming together. And I I liked it. I I don't see where, you know, there were so many negative reviews that was too racially whatever. I'm like, did you not watch the original one? Like... I don't think that this was any more racially, whatever. Like, I, I don't, I don't think it was any more so than the original. So, I don't. If you like the original, I don't see a reason why you would necessarily hate this one. You may not like it as much. Of course, I don't like it as much because I think All right, the so, original's fantastic. So let me ask you this because I heard this in a review. But like, Candyman no longer kills the people who say his name. Now you can just say his name and use it to target. <laughs> people that you want killed and i guess so that's the lesson that we kind of learned at the very end which left me feeling uh not so great <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest like i i also felt that they didn't use one of the actors as well as i would have preferred uh Coleman Domingo he's a great actor but I don't know. They kind of, they did some things in the final act that were okay at times. Like I mean, you and I already knew what the review was. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch, and it's worth you know developing your own opinion. Like I know that it's just going to be. There's a lot of extreme views back and forth. Yeah, what, what really shocked me when the reviews were coming out is like a lot of the reviewers that I follow on YouTube will go out of their way to avoid alienating anybody because you know they want the views. Yeah. You know, so like there have definitely been movies where like a message was the point of the movie and they've you know ignored it. But when like I hear people, people who go out of their way to be pol- uh, political in the and of of saying like they're trying to not alienate any viewers or like yeah this movie was definitely not marketed for me and i'm a cis white male that that kind of made me wonder i'm like you know if if it's this bad that like somebody like you is saying something about this you know what's what's the actuality right all right sorry about that um all good okay so cool and good good Uh to hear that it wasn't you know like Candyman is one of my favorite movies from the 90s, so hearing 
that it's yeah, like I, I had a lot of doubt when I heard so, Star coming out. Yeah, I, I did too, but I, honestly, I don't know. Everybody needs to make their own opinion on it, but I, I, I just think society's kind of warped our views so f- far to extremes that you know this really wasn't that bad. Like, and in sharp contrast, I'll, I'll toss out two other movies that I saw recently. One was the the Final Purge. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that's. Uh, a movie about like white people against immigration and <laughs> like that's the whole premise like that's all 90 minutes I, I just there I saved you 90 minutes the, it's angry white people purging against Mexicans mm. <laughs> like okay so don't recommend that uh, at all under any circumstances and <laughs> I think this was a movie that I, I think we said that we'd talk about, which was uh, Black Christmas, the newest one. Oh, you saw that, huh? Yeah, and uh, every single fear that we had is true. Um, I'm going to watch what I say very carefully here, but I will <laughs> say there is one good scene where um, the sorority like they're doing like this big Christmas thing before Christmas break. So at this like frat party, um, the sorority sisters go up and sing about one of them getting um, like drugged and raped up on the frat, frat house. And so they do like up on the frat house, dun, dun, dun. like they do that song and they do it kind of cutesy, but the message is really good. Like it's a really well done scene. And that's probably by, probably about where the good positive things go because this was like let's just kind of hate men type movie. Yeah. So if you're into that, this is your movie. If you're a man, I'm not gonna recommend this at all. Like even if you're the most open minded man, I don't really know if this is your type like Honestly, like I'm, that's just my opinion. You may gotcha. like. I don't. Yeah. Um, I also saw the hunt. Did you see that? Uh, I did not. Yeah. No. Okay, so another movie that I was scared to watch because I don't like I don't discuss politics. I I hate that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. The way that they handled the politics in this was funny because they insulted both sides of it. Yeah, I heard and, good things about that. And like the acting was really good, and I like. Um, like I hate Hillary Swank, but she was good because she wasn't in it too much until the end. And the main girl, uh, Andrea Gilpin, I think her name. She was like the <laughs> second Gilpin. lead in Glow. Yeah. Um, she's a very talented actress, and like people like Ethan Suppley are in it. There's a few other people, and it, it's enjoyable. Like it was probably the most surprisingly enjoyable movie I saw. Um, based on expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that isn't new at all, but I'd never seen was Serial Mom. I laughed my ass off. I remember that really bothering me when I saw it. Um, right after it came out, and it was um, it was one of those things where like, yeah, like I was younger. You know, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to say maybe like fourteen or fifteen when it came out. It was ninety four. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I would have, that's exactly what it would have been, 14 or 15. And just, like, the fact that she was able to get away with it all bothered me. You know, it, really, it really bothered me. I, like, it wasn't quite up there with, like, seven. But, yeah, like, for whatever reason, at that particular moment in life, like, seeing her fucking do all of that. Yeah, he wore white shoes after Labor Day. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not, not a movie remotely to think about in any serious light, but I've done the same thing as you say, where, like, you just can't get past, like, something logically. So, I don't know. I I thought it was really charming and funny at this point in my life. Uh, you know, I like, the, the I think the satire probably went straight over my head, too, you know, at the at that age. At that age, I wouldn't yeah. have gotten half the stuff, I don't think. So, um, another thing that I learned, and I'm not sure if this is the news to you, did you know that supposedly the village is all about the Iraq War? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Did not know? No. Yeah, no? Okay, you didn't pick that up at, at all, like with, you know, all the bullshit going on? No? Okay. In the village? Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean the yeah. M. Night Shyamalan one? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I no, that, that context never hit me at all. No, no, I, I, I don't know where people are coming up with this shit, but I, I'm not shitting you. Look it up sometime and read about it. Maybe it will make some sense to you based on you know your actual history. For me, it, at no point was I like, oh, this is definitely about the Iraq War. Uh, no. I was, I think I was in Iraq when the village came out, so uh, you know, I don't, I don't see it, but maybe that's just me. yeah. Um, so, did you get a chance to see Halloween Kills? I, no, I'm pissed. I have not yet. Have you? I have not, but, you know, like, hearing where people are coming from on it, I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, the the biggest thing I'm hearing is, like, a lot of people are like, this is just a part two that is straightly just a part two and probably will make better sense in a part three, you know, mm-hmm. when the whole thing is finished. Yeah. Um, so, I haven't had a chance to see the new Paranormal Activity, although I do have... Uh, Paramount to stream it. So. Yep. Um, I haven't had a chance to see Last Night in Soho, but I'm hearing a lot of good things about that. I don't even know anything about that. That's uh, the new um, Edgar Wright one, where like the chick is, like when she dreams, she goes back and sees like the shit going on in the 1960s in okay. London. With yes, like, yeah. Um, I haven't seen Black Friday yet, but I heard. It was actually really good. That's the one about with like Bruce Campbell and Devin Sawa and Michael Jai White, where they're oh. they're like the department store workers on Black Friday, and like the shoppers get turned into zombies. That has to be entertaining. I I, I feel with that cast, it has to be entertaining. Um, have you have you seen anything or heard anything about like the Resident Evil remake? No, like I keep waiting for it, but no, I haven't heard much. I think it's got to be coming out soon. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's good. they're starting fresh, right? As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And have you heard anything about the Cube remake? The one in the Japanese one. Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't sure if I'd sent that to you or Eric. I think I sent it to Eric and got no response, which irritated me. <laughs> I thought he'd be all over it because I watched Cube for the first time. Like him and I watched it together. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it, but I'm excited just to see if it's going to be, you know, how close to the original will be, or if they're going to take it into a different direction. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
I guess the only other movie then that like, and we briefly mentioned it, but looks really good is the uh, the Black Phone. Yes, but I don't think that actually releases until next year. But like, it, I guess they showed it at like at like cons and uh, right Telluride, you know, the the film festivals. I, I think it comes out in February to like normal audiences, yeah, like normal people like us. I didn't realize James Ransone was in it. I'm not surprised. I wonder if he's playing the same fucking cop. Oh my god, detective, that's kind of funny. detective, fucking. I forgot that what he called him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I did watch that I never watched before, the whole Critters franchise. Oh, no shit. I, I remember watching the first two or three. Yeah, they progressively... Uh, it, it's weird, but... Did you know that there was a 2019 one called Critters Attack? I kind of remember <laughs> it, but I didn't... Uh, like. I'm hesitant to watch anything like... It's not like a remake 20 years after, you know, kind of. Here's the funny thing. They didn't, like, have the rights, I guess, to to some of the character names. So they brought Dee Wallace back, but they didn't refer to her by her character's name from the original. They just, like, referred to her as, like, Grandma or something like that. Or, no, Aunt Dee was her name. (laughs) I was like, okay. So it was, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek, and the production was also kind of tongue-in-cheek like i can't recommend it really but it, it exists so gotcha um yeah that's it um we'll want to just hype up the next uh, podcast quickly and right, yeah so the next one we're going to be doing is going to be something a little different for us we're going to be talking about the evil within video game um so bear with us because it's going to be a format that like we really haven't done before and uh, who the hell knows when we're going to get to it, because this one kind of threw us for a loop. But I guess it makes sense, considering that we've talked for almost seven hours. Yeah, and then... Or excuse and, me, five hours. But yeah, I mean, that's still a long time to talk about Stephen King. And then there's been various uh, problems going back and forth. So yeah, I'm interested in doing that, because I haven't seen a lot of people talk about that. And I really want to throw toss some ideas around with you. But the one i kind of more excited for is going to be our December one, when we do... A complete 180 from horror movies and talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Hello, Jack Frost. He's chilling and killing. <laughs> or for um, his favorite <laughs> horror movies. But no, I, I, I'll, I'll keep it not even horror adjacent. I'll, I'll be good. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully we can get that done either right before or right after my birthday so we can get it up like. The week before thanks uh, before Christmas. I was gonna say the week before Thanksgiving, like this week. <laughs> yeah, be done fucked up on that, but um, we'll be good on that. And then uh, after that, I'm sure Chris and I are gonna sit down and try to map out, you know, four to six months in advance. Yeah, this uh, is this is coming up the culmination of plans we made back in July that have kind of mostly gone according to plan. If I can coerce Chris, I'd like to maybe aim for a Nightmare on Elm Street discussion in the first half of 2022. Yeah, that's definitely doable. Definitely doable. I think that'd right. be fun. All right, guys. Uh, my son is up, so I've got to go play dad. Um, thank you for enjoy- joining us for this five-hour marathon, if you listen to it all at once. If not, uh, well, why didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, you all have five hours to spare for us? What the fuck? Stephen King, if you listen to this, please go ahead and like retweet Kent at whatever his Twitter is. I don't fucking use Twitter, so I don't know. At, at official Nine Deuce. 
Yeah, official Nine Deuce. There you go. And the website, Kent, is NineDeuce.com. Slash, is it slash podcast? Um, no, for this... Wait, I say no, but do I mean yes? Uh, give me a second here. Well, I'm if you just go on. to NineDeuce.com, you'll find the podcast and the blogs, and they're all there on one side yeah, or the other. Yeah, you can do, like, slash entertained, or if you just do NineDeuce.com, click the blue icon on the right. Take the blue pill. That's right. So, thank right, you very guys. much for sticking thank, yeah. with me for this. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Th- again, this is one that Kent and I have been looking forward to do for a really long time. So, thank you. I think we started talking about doing a Stephen King back in, like, what, 2018 or 2019 when we started doing yeah. lists, best of lists? It's list. been a long time coming. Yeah. Well, 2021, we got to you, Stephen. So. That's right. So, if you don't want to block, you know, hit back at us. Uh, Joe Hill, you're welcome to, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of upset with what they did with lock and key, but hey, whatever. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for listening. Can't add fun. Yes, me too, man. Thank you. Good so. night, internetters. See ya.